Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hello, everybody. And welcome to another week of Julia's Truck and Cafe. We are broadcasting live from the TA near Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm on my way to uh, Schenectady, New York. This week we're going to be discussing why drivers feel the need or compelled to park in the fuel islands when they're done fueling. Is it to take the 30-minute break? Is it because they don't think that anyone else needs to purchase fuel that there might be a truck behind them? Or is it because they just don't care? So you could go ahead if you feel free to call in with your comments. I am taking callers and the call in number is 213-943-3411. Again, that's 213-943-3411. Or you could comment, leave a comment on our Facebook page at Julia's Trucking Cafe. I hope everyone is having a safe week this week, even though it's only Monday evening. I decided to change the hours of the show to prime time, 6 p.m. Central Time to 7 p.m. Central Time, due to it was just getting a little bit hard, and I know everybody had to... Uh, deliver their loads or pick up their uh, next load uh, between 9 and 10 in the morning. So let's try this time slot and see how it's going to work. Now, I did put a this discussion as an event on our Facebook page, and all of the Julia's Truck at Cafe episodes are also archived on our Facebook page, as well as the Voidats Logistics dot com website and yes that's half the alphabet it's w-o-j-d-a-c-z logistics dot com slash episodes and then you could look under the month of the shows this one will be under february show so for the comments on this discussion i want to read a few of them off that um Mr. Don Hickey, now y'all commented on the discussion, so I'm going to be calling y'all out and calling your comments, and I do live in the South, so I do say a lot of y'all. Donald Hickey says, the reason for drivers parking on the fuel line is just ignorance. Uh, Richard Grease says, they're just lazy, and they really don't care about anybody else. Randy Smith says, depends. Some places, there's no room. 
others, the guy in front of you is still not back, so and and you're already done fueling. You need to get inside there fast before he comes back outside. And Mr. Martin R.D. Penwald says, you know, there's signs everywhere. They're just ignorant. He doesn't think there's any other reason. And um, some drivers don't start fueling until the other driver in front of them leaves. I find a lot of drivers doing their paperwork in the fuel island. I find a lot of drivers eating lunch, taking their 30-minute break in the fuel island. You know, years ago, I like I said, I've been doing this 30 years, and I started in 1988. Back then, it was family out here, company family oriented. They would appreciate us drivers. They would go above and beyond and backwards to get us home, especially for family doings, holidays, birthdays, anniversaries. They would throw us a humongous Christmas party. They would give us awards every year for safe driving, fuel economy, you know, not over revving the truck. Now it's just safety bonuses. They decided, you know, I think, my this is all my personal opinion, I think that because they throw a little safety bonus at us or, you know, turn around and give us an incentives of some sort, that's going to be good enough. Companies quit giving Christmas parties that I know of. They quit giving very few give awards out anymore for a million miles of being with a company, more than yearly, you know, yearly safety bonuses. It's just it to me that all went away, and along with the family, and along with truck driving schools pushing these students out in 16 weeks. I mean, it's really unheard of. So it's just, you know, I really don't get it. I don't get it at all. And it's sad. It's really sad because I took driving school for nine weeks. And um, then then it was my choice, but went teaming for a year. Again, that was 1988. And now... People, to me, they don't care about their personal appearance. Well, I know when I'm having a bad day, I throw a baseball cap on. You can always tell when I'm having a bad day. But I don't understand, and like I said, this is just me. I don't understand. I can understand getting comfortable in your truck and wearing pajama pants, and I am digressing. Uh, wearing pajama pants. But to wear them in store to wear them in a convenience store, where is your self-respect? I wouldn't get caught dead wearing pajama pants in a convenience store. That, to me, uh, there again, I'm old school. That's about embarrassing. Let's get back to some more of these comments. I apologize for digressing. Daniel Chavez said, same basic reason why they drive the way they do. He thinks it's narcissistic behavior that plagues today's society. Curious truck drivers are like cowboys or a dying breed, or courteous truck drivers, excuse me. You know, so far all of these are all really great comments. Uh, If you have a comment, there again, you could call in, guest call in line at 213-943-3411. If you happen to be listening on Blog Talk Radio Live, and um, 
Mr. Jeff Mullins, you know, says that once they get done fueling, they can pay for their fuel and go ahead and park if you have to come back inside. I can understand that it's cold outside in this, you know, winter months. It's in the teens. It's, you know, 5, 10 degrees outside. I don't like having to walk almost a half a mile from the parking spot of a truck stop to go inside to just buy a couple of items. I try to pull up to the fuel island. I try to have my uh, combat card ready and know my mileage, know the information that I need, get out, type it all in as quick as I possibly can, have my gloves in hand, and take that nozzle out, flip that tank cover off, put that nozzle in, and get it fueled as fast as possible. You know, I'm act- sometimes I'm actually, in the summertime, actually running around the truck that between the tanks, between washing the windows, washing the mirrors, because there's a lot to do, checking coolant, checking in the wintertime washer fluid level. You know, you usually should do pre-trip and stuff. They're the best time because if it's raining or anything, they have the hooded or the covered, I should say, islands that you can, you're not get soaking wet when it's raining or snowing to add, you know, washer fluid, especially. Go through a lot of washer fluid in the wintertime and coolant. Checking belts and everything, checking your, kicking your tires or whatever. Yeah, you could do a quick walk around while you're fueling because it does take, you know, these high-speed pumps only takes a few minutes. Don't go pull up, leave, you know, leave the fuel open for the next guy, and then go in and take a shower or go grocery shopping or go to McDonald's, Subway, Wendy's, Hardee's, whatever fast food's available at that certain truck stop. Uh, Taking a shower? Yeah, please don't take a shower when you're parked in the fuel island, people. You know, to have a little common sense, have a little common courtesy out here, and it will go so far. You pass it by somebody, tell them, hi, how are you? That's what we do on South. There's nothing wrong with that. Tell them good morning. Makes their day. Tell I usually tell somebody, I'll smile if you will. Makes their day. And it just... It, it, the lack of common courtesy, just, I have to shake my head. I really, really do. A lot of guys are calling dr- truck, truck and school drivers nowadays steering wheel holders instead of truck drivers because they're tunnel vision. Um, speaking on that note, I had an incident happen to me over last week, last week Thursday. I was going north on Interstate 39, and I was... I believe about the exit 97, one exit right south of Rochelle. And a Hirschbach driver was coming on the interstate going north. And um, the on-ramp was running out. Well, I had a car right beside me. And me and Mr. Hirschbach were nose to nose. And he wasn't moving. And he kept coming. He didn't even look out his left window to see I was right next to him. I had to slam on my brakes, almost cause a wreck with the people behind me, so I would he wouldn't hit me and sideswipe me, 
until the car passed me so I could get in behind the car in the left lane to let Mr. Hirschbach on because apparently he thought he owned the whole dog on high interstate. Well, lo and behold, I followed him, and he went into the Blue Beacon to get his trailer washed out. He was in such a hurry to get his trailer washed out that he almost had a major wreck on the interstate. There, prime example of lack of common courtesy out here. That is, that behavior is uncalled for. Uncalled for. I've 30 years, 3 million safe driving miles, and stupidity like that is going to ruin my safe driving record? Really, Hirschbach? And I'll never forget your face. So I hope you're listening and you really don't want to run into me at a truck stop again. Back to the comments. Dana Henke comments that the reason why drivers don't want to park in a parking spot and park in the fuel islands is because it's an all about me world. And I only focus out the windshield and hold a wheel and follow electronic advice that cares less what's behind me. That's the mentality of the generation nowadays. Which, she pretty much summed it up and hit it up as far as, I, there again, as far as I'm concerned. People don't look side to side. They look straight ahead. It's get the hell out of my way. I'm coming through. Tailgating. Besides parking in a fuel island, in in the upcoming show, we're also going to talk about driver etiquette. And we're going to talk about how it's, you know, that has changed. And that's not really cool. It's just the lack of, there again, the only thing I could sum it up is the lack of courtesy out here. Everybody's for themselves. Everybody's got tunnel vision. Um, n- broke down on the side of the interstate. Nobody will, be, nobody will even move over for you. Um, I was stuck and broke down in the left lane. We won't say what happened. It was a stupid move on my part. Broke down in the left lane in the middle of 77 in North Carolina in a snowstorm. Almost got rear-ended six different times. Six different times. Rick Squibb says the reason why drivers don't get out of the fuel island is because they, they're lazy and entitled. Most think because they drive a truck, all the others, even their fellow drivers, should buy out of them. He says they've been doing this a long time and we used to respect each other. And he's right. I completely agree. You know, a lot of them are saying, a lot of the comments on here are saying drivers are too lazy to walk anymore. You see a lot of, and there again, I may be digressing a little bit off track of, you know, but just the different reasons why drivers are parking in the fuel islands, you know, and, and not wanting to park in a, in a parking spot. We don't get exercise out here, people. I really want to start my own walking club, and especially in the spring and summer, and do laps around the truck stop to get drivers 
you know, walking. And even if it's for five or ten minutes, what's a lap around the truck stop? I have a little miniature schnauzer that I carry her in the truck with me. That is not a problem to do a lap with her. She gets exercise. I get exercise. It ain't going into the steering wheel around the belly or the spare tire around the gut. Us women get it just like you guys do. And uh, guys always say, you know, I, I like a woman with meat on her bones. Well, I don't know about that much meat on her bones. But I would really like to get a walking club going. And hopefully maybe this this radio show people listen to it and get the same idea wouldn't it be cool to see you know two by two drivers or two and three drivers walking around the perimeter in a row i mean 10 drivers but two by two walking around a truck stop like a parade that would be too cool whether they're walking their dogs or or what have you um a lot of i've seen drivers too Take the dog, open up the park next to the grass, open up the door, and let the dog out from the truck and the driver sitting in the truck. Really? What is the point of having a dog if you're just going to toss it outside and say, here, go do your business, and you'll jump back in a truck when you're done? Doesn't it defeat the purpose of having a dog to get some exercise? You know, I can understand if you're hurting that day. I heard a lot of days. But once I get moving around, it really, really helps. Some more, let's go back to Facebook. Some more comments are, people are uh, commenting, too, that the new age drivers, they're inconsiderate. Very inconsiderate. They think they know everything. Hey, I've been to driving school for 16 days, you know. Get the hell out of my way. And it's every race. Every color, every nationality, people, you know, this country has just really taken a turn in the last couple of years, and it's really sad to see. And our industry has gone with it. People don't stop anymore. Well, you're afraid of getting shot. I I hesitate to stop when somebody's broke down. I can't have a CB, and I usually have it on. I have the squelch turned up, so I don't hear all the chitter-chatter. But I'll say, hey, so-and-so, are you okay at the side of the road? I I really think there again with driver etiquette and courtesy, one of the main things every driver should have in the truck and they used two years ago is a CB. Many people are on telephones. Too many people got the earbuds in their ears. That should be illegal. Earbuds in your ears should be illegal. I can understand the one headphone where you have at least one earbud to hear an ambulance, hear a horn or something like that when you're driving, but both earbuds in the ear because you're talking on the phone? No. Hell no. That's just be and most of the time you're listening to music, that's what you gotta stay go for. No, I don't believe in the earbuds whatsoever while you're driving. A boom mic with one headphone or the little mic uh, in one side of the ear so you could keep an ear open or at least take one earbud out. And four-wheelers need to have 
wireless headsets in their car or hands-free devices mandatory in their cars. I still see drivers holding up their cell phone to their ear while they're driving. Don't they realize it's a $2,500 fine if you get caught by DOT holding up your cell phone to your ear? Put them on speaker. You don't have to hold it up with your elbow cocked in the window. Holding up a cell phone to your ear. Do you also realize that your company could get fined $10,000? That's four zeros and a one. Because you're just too hard-headed to get a headset, put them on speaker, or just don't use the phone. There's an automatic text feature on a lot of phones saying, I'm sorry, can't get with you, can't answer the phone right now, I'm driving. I'll talk to you later. You can do an automatic text as a response to somebody calling you and letting it go to voicemail. If you just are really new out here and you get really distracted and you want to be using the phone while you're driving, you know, which is very, very smart. So, again, we're going to go ahead and this will be a a short little episode this week. Don't think it's going to be too, too long. I did find a top ten list of reasons why drivers parked in the fuel islands. And the number ten reason why drivers park in the fuel islands is you thought no one would notice. You got this big semi-truck, 13, 6 high, 63 feet long, and you don't think anybody's going to notice. I'll just park here for a few minutes. Here, 45 minutes later, and you're still sitting there. And people are, I've had to back out plenty of times because I was in a hurry. I was just going to throw 50 gallons in just to get me on down the road. Because I'm running late for my appointment. I pull a reefer. So I have to make my appointments on time. And there's, you know, shopping, getting something to eat in the store. So I had to back out. And that's not very safe either because then nobody knows what four-way stand for. When some, When you see flashers... People, a driver puts on his four ways, which you should do when you're backing up because there again, back in the day, that was a sure sign that you're backing up. Don't walk behind a truck when they're backing up. That's a good way to get run over. I've had a lot of guys do that to me, too. Number nine all-time reason for parking in the fuel island. You mistake it for handicapped parking. Um, I don't know about that one. That one, you got the big blue signs with a wheelchair looking dude. I just don't know. I don't think we could get away with that one very much. Or people have a parking handicap parking to run inside, and then it takes them longer, and that's another hefty fine for parking in a handicapped parking spot. If you are handicapped 
and you have a placard, please make sure you put it in your windshield so the truck stop and other drivers know that you have the right to park at that spot. I try to be considerate and not because, hey, someday I may need it. Number eight, you ran out of hours in the fuel island. Oh, that's a great one there. You can't move because you ran out of on-duty hours. You ran out of your 14 in the fuel island. Okay, that's, that was priceless. Number seven, you lost one of your flip-flops. How many times, people, have we seen drivers in Bermuda shorts and flip-flops running into a truck stop after you get that fuel in? Whoop, slip on diesel, down you go. Damn, broke that hip. Crap. Now I can't drive. Well, Lowe's going to be late now. All because you want to wear shower shoes and white socks into the truck stop. Number six, you thought you got rewards points for for the time spent in the fuel island. That's a cute one. Loves, TA, Petro, Pilot, Flying J, all give us fuel points for fueling. A lot of times they won't even give you points for when you purchase something. I do, uh, in the wintertime, I buy, you know, we all buy fuel additives so the vehicle doesn't shell up. Or summertime, you know, windshield washer fluid, coolant, you know, they never ask. Do you got a rewards card? I, you know, can I add some points on there for you? And then when... The weeks are low and you're dead broke. Hey, those points come off an awful handy. I'll talk eventually. Number five. The fifth reason for parking in the fuel island. Your ankles are irritated and it hurts to walk. So your ankles are swollen up. And you can't walk into the fuel island. You better put your shoe on. Or I should say walk into the store. Incorrect. So they're all swollen. Yeah. You almost fall out of the truck. And you're not you can't move because, you know, you could you could I'm just gonna be in there in a minute. So you can't pull up because your ankles are swollen. That's a good one. Number four, because it's um, kind of profanity, I'm going to have to skip that one. This is a a show. Number three, you think you literally own the truck stop. So you'll park any doggone where you please. Number two, you are God's gift to trucking. There again, you'll park any doggone place you please. And the number one all-time reason for parking in a fuel island, you don't know how to back up your truck into a parking spot. You haven't got that far in truck driving class yet. Or your 
driving instructor and got that far showing you how to back into a parking spot. How do you back into a dock then? Parking spots, I think, are actually easier than backing into a dock. So, everyone, I hope this is a good episode for you. I hope I got you to smile at least a little. There again, tonight's going to be, the episode's going to be a little bit shorter. And if you have any comments or suggestions for episodes or shows, please feel free to comment on our Facebook page, Julia's Trucking Cafe. And anytime, well, I'm on the air Monday nights between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Central Time. You could call in to our call line at 213-943-3411. Again, that's 213-943-3411. I will say to everybody, please stay safe out there with the bad weather and keep the shiny side up. Have a great week, everybody. by any of the 70 Denver area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Sports. Stop by any of the 70 Denver area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.